Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. This is Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here to talk today a little bit about rhinoplasty. Rhinoplasty is my most common operation. I do anywhere from 200 to 300 rhinoplasties a year. There are some years I've done more, some that I've done less, but in general, I'm doing a lot of these operations. I've done over 4,000 rhinoplasties in my career, and I find that this operation is one of the most powerful operations that can really change somebody's appearance for the better, can make them feel better about themselves, and some of the stories that I have are of complete transformation. Rhinoplasty, and when we're talking about rhinoplasty, I want to differentiate primary rhinoplasty from revision rhinoplasty. Primary rhinoplasty is when somebody's never had rhinoplasty before, and they are in the office to change their nose in an an effort to look better. Primary rhinoplasty is much simpler and a completely different operation than revision rhinoplasty. On another level, I also want to differentiate primary rhinoplasty from nasal fracture repair because somebody who's broken their nose and broken their septum and has difficulty breathing through their nose who comes for a quote-unquote rhinoplasty is really there for a completely different operation than somebody who's never had trauma. So today, we're going to talk about primary rhinoplasty. Primary rhinoplasty is typically an operation where some aspect of the nose is unpleasing to the person and they are asking to have some type of change. The more common requests are, say, in Asian rhinoplasty where patient may have a lower bridge of the nose, a wider base of the nostrils uh, called the alar base, and a poorly projected tip. In other words, the tip doesn't come off the face as much. And they may want to raise up the bridge, make the base a little narrower, and project the tip. In Caucasian patients, there might be a dorsal hump, especially patients of European descent. There may be a you know hump on the bridge, a drooping tip of some kind, or just a poorly defined tip, and they want to lower the bridge, make the tip a little bit more sculpted, and narrow the uh, nasal bones. In patients from Southern America, Central America, you may see the mestizo nose. The mestizo nose is one uh, of a combination of different issues where the uh, bridge may be low, a low radix, a bit of a, a hump, and the radix is the part of the nose that comes off of the forehead. Um, so you may have a low radix, a bit of a hump, uh, a wide alar base, you know, wide base of the nose, and a wide tip with thick skin at the tip. And these are patients typically of a combination of European and Native American descent. And the mestizo nose is often treated with raising up the radix, lowering the hump, and making the tip smaller. So all of these are possibilities of changes to the nose. And so the most important thing to understand is what does the patient want to see when the operation is over? And in my opinion, as a surgeon, A, is that possible? And B, will it be good for them? So the conversation in a primary rhinoplasty is key. It is really important to get to the heart of what the patient is looking to achieve so that you can achieve it and you can go that direction. 
many patients come in and they say, well, I don't like this, that, or the other thing, and I just want you to do what you do. And that's actually not bad. That's not bad direction because they came because they saw noses that I have done, me as the surgeon. And this goes for any surgeon. If you're looking to have a rhinoplasty and you go through a bunch of websites and you find a surgeon that, oh my God, I really like the work on this website. Well, that's probably what you're looking for. And that look and that artistic eye is attractive to you. And so that's usually why people come into me is they say, oh, I've seen your noses and I like that. And they give me the direction of do what you do, but these are the things I don't like about my nose. And, you know, it's important to make sure that as the surgeon, I hit those highlights. I always like when patients bring me photos of noses they like, and even better, I like when they bring me noses they don't like, because if they can show me the things that are attractive to them or that are not attractive to them, it helps me to design their operation. And so primary rhinoplasty is really all about listening to the patient, having the patient know what they can or can't get, and then creating an operation that brings them the results they're looking for. And this is what I do. It's how I do it. I am all about listening to the complaint, if you will, of what the patient really doesn't like, and then really going there with them about where they want to go. And if you do that, and hopefully they have looked at my website and looked at my Instagram and looked at the before and after photos and say, and they can say, yeah, these are the things that I like that you do. And by the way, I found some I didn't like, and that's really helpful. After 4,000 rhinoplasties, I doubt if any patient who's coming in would look at all 4,000 of my rhinoplasties and give me a grade A plus on every one from their standpoint. Even though my patients may be very happy, it doesn't mean that everyone else is going to like that aesthetic choice. And so that's why I'm very uh, specific about having patients look at what's going on in you know the, the aesthetic world today. Again, styles of noses have changed, and that's why the photos of what they see as good noses uh, are really important. So just to tee it all off, if you're thinking about primary rhinoplasty, explore the websites of the surgeon that you think is the one for you, and really look through those before and afters, and then have the conversation Do you think that's possible? Do you think that this can happen? And you should ask yourself as the patient, do I think that that's surgically possible for me? If your nose is, you know, one shape, could the shape that you're thinking about even be achieved? And if you can't think how to do it, even in your uh, sort of lay terms, then it may not be possible because I really think that people are smart and they understand what is and what isn't possible and what can and can't be done. So ask yourself, am I going in for the right reasons? Am I looking for the right aesthetic effect for myself? And do I think this is even going to look good for me? And if those things are all there, then you're in the right place and you're going for the right thing. Good luck. Ask questions. Send me direct messages if you like. I will be happy to answer them. And really pay attention to all the details of what you're doing when you're looking for the right surgeon for your primary rhinoplasty. This is Dr. Jay Calvert with the Plastic Surgery Pod, 
I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496, and Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. And we look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic Medispa treatments.